You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. For most of my married life, I have fought to have a dining table. It's always been a question of space. Living in small apartments hasn't always allowed for somewhere permanent to eat meals. This year, though, my husband made a table that folds up into the wall, and I am stoked. If you even care, what we used to do was eat at a children's Ikea table in the lounge room. Ridiculous. So I'm very excited we've got a normal table now. And of course, as I was growing up, we always ate dinner together, and it's what I want to do with my kids now. Mandy Santos is a nutritionist, food scientist, and author of children's book, At My Family Table, and she is all about eating together, and she's going to tell us why it's such a great thing for our kids. Hi, Mandy. How are you? Hi, Siobhan. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. So did you grow up with your family eating at the table? In actual fact, no. To my mother's dismay, my father always got home at about 7, 7.30, and we ate before then. My mum always waited for him to come home. So my brother and I would eat, and my memories, sadly, are sitting on the grey IKEA couch, <laughs> eating in front of Home and Away, probably. Oh my, yeah. Home and Away, <laughs> yeah. classic. But my mum always wanted to eat in front, like eat together at the table, but because of my father, and I mean, it's just where the cookie crumbles, really. Yeah. So it's a real thing for me because I didn't as a child, obviously. What are your memories of that time about the fact that you didn't eat together? You say that now is something you want with your own family. Yeah, I guess for, I mean, my background's in food and so I've researched a lot of the benefits and things like that. I guess it was just such a lovely time when we did come together. So we did during the weekends and things like that, which I'm sure a lot of families today, they're not necessarily eating together on the weeknight, but we'd come together during the weekend and it was just so fun to be there sharing food and laughing together and being with my mum and dad in a space where they were there connected with us. I enjoyed that social interaction as much of the eating sort of aspect of it as well, which was lovely. And I mean, that part you say about how your dad came home later, that must be a common experience for many families. Do you now have some tips? Sorry, sorry, Mandy's mum, if you're listening, but you know, <laughs> she's, she's researched this stuff, so she, she couldn't tell you when she was a child. But do you have any tips for families now who might say, I always eat with my partner? Um, what can they do to make that experience well, more? Well, I, I guess the thing to realise is often the research actually talks about um, the benefit from eating together happens simply from only three meals a week. So the thing is we have this obsession that w- we know we should probably eat together at the family table, but then people freak out thinking, well, we've got soccer, we've got gymnastics, my husband's home's late or I've got a meeting. But I think it's about um, not having a family meeting, but coming together and deciding which kind of pockets we can eat together. For me, for our family, I eat with my children every night. My husband eats later because he comes home late, just like my dad, but we eat breakfast every morning together. So our family mealtime occasion is at breakfast. So it, the benefit doesn't just come from dinner. So it could be you could do two breakfasts, one dinner, and then a big lunch on a Sunday, and there you've already got four. So I think it's just figuring out little pockets, which is what you have to do with all kind of things to do with families, <laughs> little yes, pockets, yes. pockets of time. That's so right. I think it's really about that. And I mean, my... <laughs> One of my best friends, Julie, will laugh because my mum's thing is all about managing your husband. That sounds so 1950s. <laughs> but like in a way, it's kind of talking to them like what kind of things do you want? And, and 
same way with you. I mean, it's always about talking together and finding what works best for your family because every family is different and has a different makeup with children and step families and mm. half families and all of that. You know, families are so unique and amazing. So every family is different. So it's just communication between you and your partner. All right. Well, maybe you can help me with a little problem. I, I like the idea of breakfast and dinner being eaten at a table. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm. you're talking about the social aspect mm-hmm. of it, but there's also... Is there also uh, nutritional benefits for everyone to eat at the table as opposed to eating in front of the TV? Oh, totally. So I guess the thing is that the research shows if you sit together for those three meals that there's an increased intake of all of the variety of sort of different food groups, which is great. Like nutritionally, the greater the variety, the better. Um, and also increased intake of fruits and vegetables, which we all know less than 7% of Australians have the five serves of vegetables a day, which is a huge thing. So any way we can do that is 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 a positive and uh, sitting in front and being sort of aware of what you're eating I think one of my most important things as a nutritionist when I'm talking to families is all about developing that positive relationship with the food and the occasion so you're building trust with the child and having a television in front of you you're not really connecting with the food and so people often use the television to sort of not dumb down the situation, but to um, divert the child's awareness of what they're eating because they just want them to shove that broccoli in their mouth. But really, that's not benefiting the child in the long run. Even if they say, I don't want to eat that broccoli, that's that's fine. It's more that they know that the broccoli's there. So if you're at the table, and, and we always talk about this word mindfulness, but having being mindful at the table and being aware of what you're eating, whether you do or don't like it, what it tastes like, what it feels like, what it crunches like, you know, when we talk about fussy eating, that whole exposure of the foods from a sensory perspective, visual and oral, is so important. So just having that time to be aware of it and rather than dumbing it down in inverted commas by having the television in front of you. Speaking of having the television in front of them, <laughs> my the thing that we do at the moment in our family is the kids will always eat their breakfast in front of the TV because it's I know once I put the food down in front of them that I have X amount of time to get ready to get their stuff together and I just can't get my head around being able to do it without the television. Oh, look, I don't, I never, I would never poo-poo anybody for doing anything for survival. <laughs> That's survival. Like, you're working, you've got to get out the door. It's what works. Mm. Whereas for me, I've like, trained my five and eight-year-old that they need to put the food out on the table. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm not there like singing kumbaya and dancing around the table having a lovely, blissful occasion. It's very, so not regimented, but there's a process to it. I don't, like, I'm not anti televisions like when we don't really watch our television that much we watch movies or whatever but I think there's a means to an end but if you can find pockets in your time of the day like now you've put in the fold up fold up tape which is so cool yeah (laughs) always need space in Sydney um you know then finding different times to have that occasion you know that's not Oh, well, I was hoping world. you were going to tell me how I could get them back to the table for breakfast. Oh, well, yeah, we just talk to them, I guess. You know, <laughs> they're just people. <laughs> your children are just you, people. You, you haven't met my children, <laughs> have you? How old are your children? Three and five. Oh, three's a bit tricky. Yeah. Five's not so much. I guess it's more about, I guess, uh, one thing that I say when people say, I've got a two-year-old and they won't sit at the table, they get down. I mean, for a two-year-old, it's a really big deal. But 
to be up at the table for an extended period of time. And I think the important thing is to have everything ready for them to go. So you're not saying dinner's it's dinner and then they get to the table and they have to wait for another 15 minutes because 15 minutes is like a lifetime for a little preschool or early primary school child. Uh, it's having it ready and discussing that we want to eat at the table because we want to share something together. Let's come together. Let's help us each other have different sort of responsibilities as well. You, you're so special because you're three and you're going to bring all the yellow cups. Like giving them that ownership and responsibility about it, making it the family sort of occasion. And kind of, as I mentioned before, like it's all about developing that relationship and positive sort of um, association with food and the mealtime. You know, they talk about the French, you know, how everything's this big occasion and it's really kind of this beautiful celebration every single meal. And of course, that's not really reality <laughs> for them or for even Australian people um, on all different cultures, but it's important to place importance on it. I mean, we eat or we think about eating or we're thinking about when we're going to shop or digesting our food, like so many minutes of the day like it's huge so placing importance on that I think is really important and it's not a win-win situation always with children obviously you know one day they don't want to do it so be it but it's about the trend just developing that trend and slowly easing them back to the table I guess yeah giving them responsibility they love responsibility I know and also you can't yes I'm working on getting my kids to put their own breakfast together well at least a daughter who's five she can start doing that yeah definitely sure (laughs) she might spill the milk a few times (laughs) <laughs> yes, that's true. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Mandy Dos Santos. She's an author, nutritionist, and food scientist. Her book is called At My Family Table. So we, it's all about bringing families together and eating together and the benefits that can give us all. What are you hoping people will get out of your book? Because it's not just about eating food together. You have quite a few different cultures in there as well. Yeah, I guess for me, culture is a big part of my life. Um, My husband's Brazilian, hence my name Dos Santos. You know, I look more like the Anglo (laughs) woman, that (laughs) McLaughlin of my maiden name. So um, my husband's Brazilian. My brother's um, wife is Chinese. He lives in China. So multiculturalism is a big thing for my personal family. But I also, I love people of the world. I love, you know, we live in a multicultural country. There's so many different people from everywhere. And I think for, and there's also a fraught time with sort of multiculturalism and people coming and sort of clashing against with each other in in parts of Sydney and around the world and things to do with refugees and all this kind of thing. But I think if people realise, and especially children, they don't really have that prejudice, but if we can give them the opportunity to realise that someone's family, so in the book, you know, there's four different sort of families. They all kind of look different um, visually. Uh, They have a different makeup. So there's a grandma and a mum in one, or there's a traditional mum and dad in another. um, And they're eating different foods so they all might look different eat different foods have a different makeup we all might be different um, but we all are families and we all want to come together and we all want to eat with our families so that unifying subject of coming together is around the world it's not just because we live in Australia on the northern beaches that that's what we do you know like everybody does that so if we can keep that sort of conversation and understanding happening with the littlest of people that it's just just is then when you come to the more sort of difficult subjects as they sort of get older or different sort of interactions with different groups that they realize well really they're just the same they might look or be different but yeah so I just always want to sort of embrace that because you know we do live in a very multicultural country and it's not not always easy for everybody to come together but really food's so amazing and such a I mean we love all different cuisines in Australia as well people ask what do 
what's an Australian food? I mean, I don't even know. Like, it's not, is it a meat pie or shepherd's pie? What is it? Lamb chop. Lamb chop, but that's really kind of English, isn't it? It's not necessarily Australian. So that definition of Australian food is quite different. So I just want children to understand that you might be different, but we we all love eating together and being with our family. Well, it's a beautiful book and there are gorgeous illustrations. Mandy, thank you so much for talking with us today. Thank you. That's Mandy Dos Santos. She's a nutritionist, food scientist and author of At My Family Table. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.